And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on your weekday, your Monday. Uh, unorthodox, you're actually going to be hearing me twice this week. Almost feels kind of back-to-back. But um, guys, it is an incredible, incredible time for Bills fans as we are literally on the cusp of probably, I think, one of the most prominent and successful on all levels type of win to open up the season. I don't remember another game like this that made me feel so confident about what the Bills are looking to do. Uh, More importantly, where they're headed. The direction just seems unstoppable. I feel like every single level of this team is legit. Uh, And you just wanted to wait and see. Like I I kept having kind of a hesitant um, attitude towards the Bills just because we have seen with lesser talent on an opening week that they kind of choke. And um, <laughs> last year was was a, a perfect perfect example against Pittsburgh. Um, but you know we're sitting here, and Buffalo is the best team in the NFL. Guys, I looked at every single score, every single game. Um, I, I was looking at basically everyone that thought. You know, the season was going to start off on this type of route. It, it, it did a complete and utter different turn. For example, real quick, for the Chargers to not only just beat, right, the, the, the Raiders, they, they demoralized them. The score didn't say enough. They legitimately dismantled everything they tried to do offensively, and it exposed Derek Carr. If anything is showing, it's very simple. Let the best quarterback win. That's exactly what we're seeing off of a lot of what these final scores were. Now, I'm not I'm not going to bring up Aaron Rodgers for that because Aaron Rodgers clearly has issues with a lot of the young guys he's throwing to. Um, but just to read off some of these scores to rev- you know get this week in review here: Tampa, 19 to three against the Cowboys and losing Dak to an injury. Kansas City picking up right where they left off at 44 to 21 against Arizona. Arizona was still obviously down a star player. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings taking advantage of a lackluster offense in Green Bay. Uh, a shocker here. I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> the headline for the New York Post, um, but it was hilarious uh, after the Giants defeated the Titans on a two-point conversion. Um, also, if you hear some background noise, I am on vacation. All right, so you'll be hearing all kinds of things going on out here in Florida. But um, <laughs> they said Brian Dayball, the balls of steel. It was absolutely hilarious. I mean, you know, I'm happy for him. Happy for Brian Dayball. I think he deserves it. I think he deserves a new chance. Um, a new chance. He deserves a solid first chance as being a you know an NFL head coach, and I think he's doing a great job. I think the culture's st- starting to finally figure itself out. Uh, Daniel Jones looks a little bit different. I think he looks a little more, there's a little more swagger in his step when he's throwing the football. There's a little more pump fake. I like that about him. I think it's pretty cool. Moving on here with that rainy game with Chicago and San Francisco, 19 to 10. Chicago, you know, routes them there. And, you know, obviously we're going to be talking about the Dolphins as the week gets close, the weeks, you know, decide to get closer here. Um, And we're going to go back to that New York and Tennessee game. But man, for Miami to just, uh, it just, absolutely shocked me that New England had no answer on offense. You got a guy in Devontae Parker. You kept everyone else, basically. 
they they still had the tight end duo that you have the run game. Um, Miami's a different team is what it looks like. I, I'm not going to say they're going to be amazing, but I am going to say that they got a little bit more balance and they absolutely dominated New England. Mac Jones had no idea what the hell he was doing out there. Um, Baltimore against the New York Jets. We knew that was coming 24-9. Uh, Philadelphia, well, I mean, I, I thought the, the score should have been a lot worse, uh, but it was 38-35 against Detroit. Uh, they win that one. And then going back to Cleveland, uh, you know, they took full advantage of facing their former quarterback in Baker Mayfield at 26-24 and absolutely pummeled him and let him know. <laughs> there are still hard feelings out there. Um, finishing up here, New York, or excuse me, New Orleans at 27 to 26 against the Falcons. Thought that was interesting. Um, Pittsburgh, 23 to 20 on that wonky, weird rival game against the Bengals, winning that and forcing four turnovers against Joe Burrow. Washington, uh, 28-22. And a tie, a very odd situation of a tie between the Colts and the Texans with Matt Ryan leading there and Davis Mills on the other side in Houston. So, takeaways from this whole week there is absolutely no team I am afraid of if I'm Buffalo it is absolutely wild how much how how many more steps the Bills are ahead of so many teams as far as their capability and their depth you talk about star players great you have one okay who's behind him Great, you have another guy, but who's behind him? The Bills literally stack their team in a way where they have a guy behind a guy behind a guy behind a guy. Like, like literally, it feels that way at every position, except the quarterback position, obviously. They have kind of a guy in Case Keenum. Um, look, it's, it's, it's one of those things you're looking back and, and watching what the Bills did in the Rams, you know, in the Rams' house, and you're literally saying to yourself, it should have been a 50-point game to 10, if that. Um, you knew maybe they were going to get something. Uh, you know, that fade, that kind of a fade back shoulder throw uh, to Cooper Cup for a touchdown, that's pretty much all they got. They're dinking and dunking left and right because they don't know what to do with just Cooper Cup running that offense. And obviously, they didn't have Van, Jeff- Van Jefferson. Maybe that, that would have provided... Um, some type of a of a more stable offensive attack, which I do agree and I respect that because you know they they look the Rams got to the Super Bowl last year fair and square. Um, they had Odell Beckham, we know that. They had Von Miller, we know that. But um, aside from the additions they made, uh, they were a good offense. They they did everything they needed to do correctly. Uh, they executed. They were versatile and um, they had more of a vertical game. But I think the Bills just pose such a strong threat at the defensive line now. You talk about the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Like, it's literally the defensive line is what this defense is built on. And I think that's something that I am taking away from this game for the rest of the year. Let's hypothetically say, knock on wood somewhere, right? Like, literally, I'm going to knock on wood. Von Miller tweaks something, whatever. They're fine. Shaq Lawson sat this last game. He was inactive. They're going to do whatever the hell they want on the defensive line right now. And they're only getting better. Who's to say Gregory Rousseau, after seeing the monster game he had, 
whenever Vaughn came off the field and their starters were there, getting in there and just wreaking havoc. Um, what happens by week seven? We see a turnaround in his career as a second-year player, and you're looking at Vaughn Miller as the icing on the cake. But, I mean, you got Gregory Rousseau now, who's the meat and potatoes. Like, this is the guy who is going to be the main course of the defensive line for the foreseeable future as we know it. Him starting to learn what Vaughn Miller does, how he does it, how he prepares, how he leads, especially. This dude is 6'6", an absolute athletic freak. What happens if he starts to get loose? His confidence is rising through the sky. Look, if there's one thing we've seen with the Bills is when their morale is high, they play at a high level. And I think that's what we're getting from this team right now. And I think the juice is coming from the defensive line. You saw when the offense was struggling, right? We get a whack interception from Isaiah McKenzie. I say it's an Isaiah McKenzie, you know, interception because it hit him dead in the chest. He dropped it. They intercepted. They scoop it up in midair. And uh, it, the, def- the defense came back and just stifled the Rams. Over and over again, you just felt that from them. Every time the Bills were kind of struggling to figure out the game offensively, the defense was there to save the day. This is where that concept comes down to, you know, defense is winning championships. That's what it's about. It's really hard to score points in the NFL. It's really hard. Um, And once you start figuring out how to score points, I mean, you basically win the game. We all know that. Um, You can be down 14, 21, and then you go into halftime and you figure it out. You just start making drive after drive after drive, stop after stop. And before you know it, the game's tied. You need a defense to hold you down. I, I think a lot of people, you know, obviously it's a quarterback-driven league. We know that. Um, quarterbacks win games. But defenses hold it down and help you win championships. Um, we've seen that time and time again. So, I want to go back to this one game, though. I talked to you guys already. Um, so, the, the Giants versus the Titans. I thought the one takeaway for me, there's something wrong with the Titans. I feel as though they're not playing with as much grit and desire. I, I think there's there's just a sense of imbalance with their organization, and I have a feeling they're going to get flat-out embarrassed when they go to Buffalo. And it's going to be ugly, especially with that salty taste that the Bills had in their mouth last year, the quarterback sneak getting stifled. Um, yes, Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach. I am not going to take anything away from him. What I am going to say is their personnel is completely different and they do not match up well against the Bills. And there has to be some type of turmoil in the locker room after losing to the Giants on opening week absolutely embarrassing obviously the kicker misses it but you look you let the Giants drop 21 on you and you only scored 20 on the Giants let that sink in former number one seed of the AFC conference Tennessee Titans because now you got to go to Buffalo that just destroyed the Super Bowl champions on opening night at home dude God have mercy on their souls. It's going to be one of those games that I think Bills fans are going to absolutely look back when this season's over and just relish in it. Savor the victory. 
Um, Sweet revenge. That's what I'm calling this next week. They do not look great offensively. Defensively, they look mediocre. They were getting ran on like crazy by Saquon Barkley. And I'll tell you, this is a game that I want to see the run game get some juice again. We need it from them. I think that there needs to be more consistency from there just because you like to see what Josh Allen can do. It's fun here and there. Great, whatever. We've all been fans of Cam Newton, uh, you know, running quarterbacks in our time in this, you know, age of quarterbacks. But if we're going to be completely honest, it's time. Like, we wanted to get that win. We, we scurried out of there with a 31-10 to 10 victory against the Rams. At one point, don't tell me you weren't a little bit nervous something was going the wrong way. It was, and it could have, but the defense again and again, and again kept bailing the offense out. Um, I think they fixed those mistakes this week, and I think they play with a sharper mindset. Um, the butterflies are gone. The fans are going to pack every single seat and parking spot at Orchard Park. Um, I am terrified if I am the Tennessee Titans because there's turmoil in the locker room with your quarterback, with losing to a team like that, your confidence, your morale. How do you dig yourself out of there? Um, This is all about resilience. You know, this is what the game of football is about. You're down and out. How do you respond? Bills have been there, you know, so maybe the Titans are having that mentality coming into Buffalo trying to spoil the welcome home party, which, look, to be completely honest, they have the capability to do so if they decide to play lights out. I'm not going to discount, um, you know, you know Derrick Henry, but I will say the Bills beefed up the center of that defensive line for a reason. Let's not even talk about Von Miller right now. Daquan Jones is going to face his former team. Tim Settle wants to make a name for himself. Jordan Phillips right, sees the opportunity at solidifying himself in Buffalo this year. Look, let's let's talk about the defensive line in this matchup real quick. Look, this is a year where, for the first time, I think, since Marcel Darius paired up with Kyle Williams and Mario Williams, and then Jerry Hughes, there has never been that much depth at the defensive line for the Buffalo Bills, ever ever. And they have an opportunity this next coming week to show how even more dominant they can be. And it gets more and more interesting, right? Because they play, they play the Titans and they have a quick turnaround and then we're going to, we're going to play Miami. Um, well, a day, a day quicker turnaround, but look, I, I think that's another game we're going to get into, and I'm excited for that game at Miami. I don't give a damn if it's in Miami because that offensive line is going to have trouble against Buffalo. And what I saw from Tennessee is a sense of almost like a lost identity, and they're trying to find themselves again. You got to understand, you get the number one seed, you lose your first game in the playoffs like you don't even matter, and then... You come back home, and the visiting team mollywops you. At your, it just felt that way. It looked like O.J. Simpson back there running all over the field in Saquon Barkley. 
And look, I'm just going to say this. A lot of you guys have listened to me for a while. Look, there's one quarterback, and I say this every single time I think about the Titans, that has the most punchable face in the NFL. It's Ryan Tannehill. I can't freaking stand this guy. He has no class. And the minute they decide to bring another quarterback and Willis out of the draft to try to develop him as a potential starter for the future, he gets all salty and you know it. It, it just it's so taste it's so tasteless. Like the way he went about it, um, it's he deserves to lose his job this year and he deserves to lose it quickly. Um, and I think the Bills are going to assist with that. I, I don't like how awkward he looks throwing the football. You know how Philip Rivers used to throw the football? Looked like he kind of had a bent-in chicken wing, and he was just chucking the football over the field. It's Ryan Tannehill kind of looks like that. It just kind of looks like Ryan Tannehill's throwing the football with his arm broken. I hate watching him play. Um, and look, yes, I do have a light hatred, obviously, for Ryan Tannehill. But it obviously stems from him being a rival, and whatever have you, a lot of us have that, it's just, I never felt any respect for Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback, I'm going to be completely honest, I never felt that, and I'm a fan of Texas A&M, I'm going to be honest with you, like, I, I never felt like he was a guy that you should give the keys to the franchise to, it just makes absolutely no sense, and you saw time and time again, he wins games for you, but he, you have to put so much around him for things to go right. Everything around him has to be perfect for him to even look remotely solid at the position. They had to give him, quite possibly, one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. And <laughs> going into this last game, they couldn't even get him going. Something's wrong with the Tennessee Titans, and just like a lot of people predicted, something was wrong with the, with the Los Angeles Rams and them trying to basically put flex seal on holes in their boat and just slap it on there with this player, slap it on there with that player, and quite frankly, it worked for a Super Bowl run, and they got a ring last year, but now that flex seal slipped right the hell out, and they're drowning in their own piss. They are in trouble. The Titans are one of those teams, too. I think we're going into a, how can I say? We're going into a new era of football where you're going to see which quarterbacks are for sure going to stick around and which ones are going to be running the league. You got Patrick Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, and everyone else is still pending. We're still waiting. A lot of quarterbacks are getting older. You saw what Lamar Jackson can do. Can he stay healthy? He has been brittle as time has gone on. His supporting cast, even defensively on that team, has not been very durable. So a lot of things have to go right for certain quarterbacks and they have to affect their team a certain way. And that's just the thing. That's just the thing. I don't see another quarterback, maybe Deshaun Watson when he comes back, but then you look at look at Joe Burrow, right? Talking about all these quarterbacks and what's going to happen with this league. Look at Joe Burrow. Four turnovers. I was nervous with Josh throwing throwing two interceptions. He had four turn he four interceptions and a fumble. Excuse me, five turnovers altogether. That's the former AFC champion quarterback in his first game back since the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh and Mitch Trubisky. And he wets the bed. It's not about being cocky. It's about looking at this whole situation this year, black and white. If ever there was a year, it's this year. 
the Bills have zero excuses to make a Super Bowl run and play absolutely dominant this year. Getting to a Super Bowl is my last point here. Getting to a Super Bowl is not a sprint. It is a marathon that certain things have to go in your favor. Certain things have to go right. And if we've seen anything, it's that we've been waiting for a year like this where Josh Allen's at his peak, basically, right? Maybe there's still another level of his development. I don't know. You can tell me, tweet at me, whatever. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. This team is solid. Gabe Davis is here to stay. Dawson Knox, solid tight end running game still has some issues to work out, but every other level of this team is stacked and Tredavious White is not even back yet. I'm leaving on that note. I'm excited guys. You're going to hear from me again on Friday. Thank you again for joining me. On Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Buff Hub. And I always finish my podcast with thanking first responders and military. Thank you for all that you do for our country and our communities. Guys, enjoy the rest of your Victory Monday and go Bills. <laughs>